little bit into the process. Sorry about the choppy video. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, but I'm glad the audio was clear. And uh, we've had the audio go out at an another time. And so sorry about that. We're hoping to get cars soon. Any uh, questions that you'd have for our family or ministry? Oh, don't be shy. Yes? Do you like flakes and crunchies? Flakes and crunchies? Well, you'll have to clue us in. No, really. You live in Scotland. You I've been there 10 years. And I don't know. <laughs> Go to the local sweet shop. Okay. All right. Maybe my kids will help me out. Oh, yeah, okay, the flakes that go in the ice cream. I got you, I got you. All right, I'm there. Be, be shy, be shy. Don't ask any questions. All right. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I did share that this morning, but in, in brief, it was praying about church planting. And uh, so I say to people, God never called us to missions. It's just we're planting a church in a foreign country, so we're missionaries. But it was really a call to church planting. And then uh, as we prayed about that, God used a biography uh, to lead us to Scotland. We had been over there on a trip. And uh, I mean, the need in Scotland is great. I mean, think about a nation that had a huge impact for the Lord. Uh, David Livingston, Robert Moffat, Eric Little, Mary Slessor, John Knox. I mean, uh, D.L. Moody had huge impact preaching there and great uh, work of God in the 1880s. I mean, uh, but I, I would say, I, I, I hate to put a percentage, but I always say less than 2% go to church, but it's probably far less than that. Uh, I mean, if you meet somebody, and I'll, I'll ask people, how many people do you know that attend a church every uh, Sunday, and they'll basically say, not a... Uh, so there's a real need for the gospel to go back. And I mean, you meet people, their name's David, their name's Mary, their name's Daniel, uh, Paul. Uh, they have Bible names because that's the heritage of the country. And the country had a huge impact for the Lord, but it's a spiritually, spiritually very dark country now. And uh, so um, there's a great need for the gospel to be there with missionaries. Good question. Kids have questions. Babies have questions. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, if you have any more questions afterwards, feel free to chat with us and talk to us. But I think this church is probably pretty well-informed. You know, it's not often that we get up, get up and speak and know so many people uh, in our church, churches that we've been to. All right, Acts tonight, Acts chapter 20, and uh, verses 17 through 27. All right, Acts chapter 20 and verses 17 uh, through 27. Um, one of my joys, I guess, as I get to serve God in Scotland is walking out and putting out gospel flyers. And we have put out a lot of gospel flyers. Uh, since we've been there, we've printed about 30 flyers. Uh, it's very inexpensive for us to print flyers. Uh, this flyer is our gospel flyer that we're using right now with something that's called Journey. Um, it's a collection of 25 videos, 15 uh, gospel videos, and 10 discipleship videos that are seven minutes long uh, that we did for our Facebook after COVID happened. Uh, to share the gospel online. Uh, we put it in, into this format to make it accessible to anybody that wanted to use it so it's not church-related, so we have a YouTube channel. Um, but to print this, 5,000 of these, uh, is 26 pounds. And this is like magazine, thick magazine uh, quality. Uh, I like them because I carry them in my back pocket and not mess them up. Uh, but uh, we do a lot of evangelism. 
uh, not that size, but a larger size than that. We put through mail slots in houses. And uh, so if, I, if you were to come over to my county, uh, Midlothian, I could take you through all of Midlothian and say, you know, we put flyers out there, that village, that village, that village, that village. Uh, two miles into Edinburgh, uh, both directions, we've handed out a, a lot of flyers. Uh, but as I do that, one thing that I enjoy uh, is seeing the gardens. It's not called your front yard, it's not called your backyard. Uh, it's your front garden, your back garden. Uh, and it is a garden. I mean, it is beautiful as far as bushes and shrubs. Uh, typically, now there might be some gardens that you go to and you're like, this person uh, is perhaps handicapped, you know, if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, or they're very lazy. And when you have a whole area that uh, is that way, you just suspect, you know, that it's just not a nice area. They don't care about it, about making a good, jo a good job of it and keeping it nice. There's other neighborhoods that you go to and you're, uh, you're just amazed. And you might think, well, this person works at the Botanical Gardens in Edinburgh, uh, you know, on the, and this is their uh, own personal garden because they are uh, absolutely beautiful because they have made uh, such a good job of it. And, uh, you know, it's good for us to do things well, isn't it? I mean, it's nice for us to, uh, to seek to do our best with the things that we do. And I just want to challenge us tonight uh, with what God has given to us of our life to make a good job of it, uh, to make it something that is really a, uh, an example uh, for others to see and uh, Paul's our example tonight as we come to this text it's a it's an encapsulated summary kind of of Paul's life and uh, what Paul had done with his life and how he had made it a good job uh, for the Lord and so Acts 20 verse 17 and from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church and when they were come to him he said unto them ye know from the first day uh, that I came into Asia all right, he's going to talk to them about his life and uh, his example. Uh, and he starts with, you know, because it was evident. It was obvious. I mean, it was clear uh, so that somebody could look at it and say, yeah, Paul, you have done well what you did for the Lord. We know that Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished the course. Uh, you know, that uh, Paul, Paul pushed to the end uh, for God. And so he is a great example for us as we come to this idea uh, this evening. So let's pray. Ask the Spirit of God to help us as we come to the Word of God tonight. Father, we are thankful. Uh, for the grace that you give. And Father, it's a blessing to be able to be back uh, at Emmanuel and to be able to share uh, with this church uh, what you're doing on our field. And Father, we love this church and we love these people. We thank you for their ministry uh, to our family and uh, our extended family. And Father, we rejoice uh, in your grace and what you have accomplished here. And Father, it's good to be back and we just pray that the Spirit of God bless this. This is our final service, last opportunity uh, to share with others. Uh, what you have uh, been doing on our field. And Father, I'm glad that it's here. And I just pray tonight, may the Spirit of God lead in the service. Uh, Father, open our hearts and our minds, give us ears to hear. And Father, I pray, as I pray this morning, I pray, Spirit of God, you'd help me to speak. Father, in all the ways that I desire to speak, that would glorify you. And I pray uh, that Jesus Christ would be lifted up tonight. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so Paul, uh, as the example... And I just want to challenge us tonight to do well what we do uh, for God. And so first of all, do well with your testimony. Uh, do well with your testimony. Paul says, and ye know, uh, after what manner I have been with you uh, at all seasons. And it didn't matter what was going on in Paul's life. It didn't matter how chaotic it was, how persecuted it was. Uh, they observed him uh, day in, day out. And, and Paul had just been uh, absolutely consistent before them. And if I were to ask tonight, what is your testimony before others? As others look at your life, and they do observe us, don't they? And we observe one another. 
As somebody looks at our life, what do they see uh, of our testimony? Uh, we had in our church uh, in Hudson, Wisconsin, we had a family that the first time we met them, I think, uh, if I'm right about this, we were at Burger King, I think. Uh, but we were there eating, and, uh, and a family uh, came over, and, and they spoke with us. And they were interested in us because they were uh, basically looking for a church, the Strayer families, who I'm, I'm thinking about. And they observed us, and they observed something about our family. And I, I don't know if it was we prayed you know, before our meal or we were dressed up or coming from church. But as they uh, looked at us, they saw something attractive that attracted them to our church. Uh, and our church was able uh, to be a great blessing to them. You know, uh, what, is, uh, what is our testimony before others? The saying is, your walk talks and your talk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks, right? I mean, what we do really speaks volumes. It, it speaks more uh, than maybe what people uh, hear us say. Uh, there's an old uh, chorus that you sing in uh, children's church and things. Uh, do you know, oh Christian, you're a sermon in shoes, right? I mean, what, what we may be to others may be the only example that they have of somebody that is a Christian, somebody that goes to church, somebody that uh, believes the Bible, somebody that is a saved uh, person. And so Paul uh, would teach us that, you know what, it's not enough to be doctrinally correct. It's not enough to have a good creed, but that our life has to back up what we say. And that's what he said to his preacher boys. He said to Timothy, Timothy, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. It wasn't enough for him just to take heed unto the doctrine. There had to be an examination of his life uh, before God and say, by the grace of God, my testimony has to be right for God. And so we can think tonight about our testimony and say, you know, by God's grace, I want to have a good testimony. I want to, I want to make a good job of that. So when others uh, see me, they see uh, Christ. Do well with your testimony. And then secondly, do well with your service. Do well with your service. It says in verse 19, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, uh, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. Paul served God. Paul, uh, Paul had been raised in the school of Gamaliel. He was a very educated man. He had great gifts. Uh, he was in the upper crust in the respected part of society as a religious leader. Then Paul uh, was converted. And after Paul got converted, he was uh, somebody that just jumped in to serve God. He was able to say, I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God uh, that was with me. I mean, uh, you want to see somebody in the Bible that just served God uh, flat out. Uh, it's the apostle uh, Paul. And so tonight, as, as you think about your life, God's giving you different talents. I mean, none of us are the same. Uh, uh, we've been given different uh, abilities, but we've got spiritual gifts that we could use for God. You know, it might be a godly uh, layperson that is just uh, getting into the church and being faithful to God and helping. You know, you look at the deacons in the early church and those men. I mean, these were men actually that, that they had some ministerial gifts, but... Uh, and they would preach and teach, but they were church servants. They were just somebody that would get involved. And it, it might be that somebody here uh, doesn't have great speaking abilities. When I think of uh, my grandpa Roth, I don't think of somebody that had great speaking abilities. Uh, we'd enjoy him getting up here and having the courage to read the, uh, the Christmas story uh, in a minister in that way. But grandpa just was a faithful man that would serve God with the abilities and gifts that he had, right? Um, some of us might have ministerial gifts. 
I've already been emotional today. So, um, it might be, you know, musical gifts. You might, you might have used to have played an instrument, but it's an instrument that you could use for God, or you um, might have the teaching ability, the opportunity. You might be good with kids, and you might have the ability to uh, get involved uh, in children's ministries. There might be uh, somebody that would have a preaching, teaching gift that God would give, uh, but that's something, whatever that talent is that the Spirit of God uh, has given to us is a talent that uh, we are to take uh, and to use for God. It's a, it's a talent that when combined with God's call uh, in our lives gives us an opportunity to do something for God. And so as you think about that, you know, I want to make a good job of that. I want to be a good uh, servant for God. What are the gifts and abilities that God has given to you and how are you uh, investing those in God's work? Paul was somebody that I, I served God night and day uh, with tears. And so do well in your service. But then do well with your ministry. Do well uh, with your ministry. And again, Paul uh, was called to preach. Paul was uh, sent out on very specific missions to uh, serve God. But Paul did very well uh, with his ministry. Paul did well to give out everything that God gave to him. It says in verse 20, And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you. You know, Paul, Paul didn't withhold it. If it was good for that person, it didn't matter if it was difficult. It didn't matter uh, if it was hard. Paul was going to take what God had given to him, the truth that he had, and share it faithfully with that person because they uh, needed it. And sometimes we might have something that needs to be said. We want to say it. Uh, it needs to be said, but we're uh, maybe a bit cautious to say it because it's something that is difficult to say uh, to that uh, person. You know, really, as you think about the gospel, God has uh, called us to give out a difficult message. And this is a difficult day to stand for God and identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 4.3 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. I mean, we're in a generation that doesn't want to hear the truth of the Word of God. They don't want to uh, be confronted with that which contradicts them. It's like Jesus' ministry. Uh, you know, they can't hate you, but me they hate, because I speak unto them uh, that what they do uh, is evil. He was the light that came into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil, and they scorned the message that he had. And that's the message that uh, God has given to us. It's a message that deals with sensitive issues that we have to address uh, to them. Issues like sin. Issues like health. Issues like absolute truth. And these are things that are sensitive things and people are going to react uh, as those things are shared. They deal with contentious issues. In our day, we've got it in Scotland, just like here. We had homosexual marriage was approved uh, there in Scotland. I think before it was here uh, in the United States, and uh, it's, a, it's the same there. The hate speech legislation is coming out, uh, and yet we've got to stand with the Word of God and, and lovingly share what the Word of God says about marriage and about uh, sin. We've got uh, to share the message about creation. In a world that is atheistic, in a, in a world that is teaching evolution as fact, we've got to stand with the Bible and the creation story uh, as creation took place. We've got a message that uh, we speak that's one of absolute authority in a world that doesn't like any authority. But it's a message that God has given to us. It's a message that uh, they need. 
And then it's difficult because they are out of this world. We are out of this world, uh, but they are in this world. The Bible says, A natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. So right there, as we share truth, there's going to be a, a difficulty. But Paul uh, didn't let that stop him in his ministry. Paul was faithful to give out everything that God gave. He repeats it in verse 27, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Paul didn't hold it back. He gave it lovingly uh, to them. He did well to give out everything God gave. He did well to go everywhere uh, God wanted him uh, to go. It says, And have taught you publicly and from house uh, to house. Paul ministered publicly and personally. I mean, he had a follow-up ministry. I mean, he got into the houses. I know there were house churches back then, but it was, it was Paul going everywhere that he needed to go to share uh, the gospel. There was a man, Thomas Chalmers, that as you read about recent church history and in the 1800s he was a man that had a huge impact on Scotland uh, and actually John McGelvin was with me and I was in St. Andrews and I came across uh, his memoirs written by his son-in-law and it was some uh, 2,000 plus pages uh, four volumes uh, about this this man's life and in the 1840s he was a powerhouse for God he taught men uh, like the Bonner brothers Horatius Bonner the hymn writer uh, 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 the, the man that preached at St. Peter's in Dundee, Robert Murray McShane and uh, William Burns and some, I mean, great men of God. But Thomas Chalmers, as a minister, uh, it wasn't just burdened to get into his church member's house as the minister of the Church of Scotland and an evangelical uh, saved man. He was burdened to get into every house within his parish. And he made it his purpose to do that. Because he'd go everywhere like Paul did, that God wanted him to go. And then he did well to teach every man the gospel. It says in verse 21, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was a Jew. Uh, when he got saved, to go to the, the Gentiles, that was a very difficult calling that God gave him. But Paul was the apostle uh, to the Gentiles. There was a racism uh, that was ingrained in Paul's life from his youth and up through his adult years that uh, had to be overcome as he obeyed God to take the gospel uh, to all people. A racism that was so strong that he would have to rebuke another great preacher of God, the preacher used at Pentecost, Peter, uh, for letting that uh, racism creep into his heart and keep him from taking the message or, or identifying with those that were Jews. Galatians 2.11 says, But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him face to face, because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dis dissimulation. But Paul was, was burdened. It didn't matter who somebody was to Paul. Paul was burdened to take the gospel to them. Again, as we fulfill the ministry that God has given to him, is it an all-people's gospel that uh, it would be our desire? It doesn't matter what somebody's lifestyle is. It doesn't matter how they look, how they smell, how they sound. That it's somebody that uh, we'd be burdened about to say, by the grace of God, I want to be faithful in my ministry. I want to make a good job of my ministry and take the gospel uh, to them. And so Paul did that. And so do well with your ministry. Give out everything everywhere uh, to every man. And then do well with your determination. 
Do well with your determination. It says in verse 22, And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And as I, was, as I was working on this message, I was walking, I was putting out flyers, I was listening to scripture, and I listened to Acts 13 through Acts 27. And as I thought back about what I'd listened to, the phrase that stood out to me more than anything was this, this verse where Paul says, but none of those things move me. I wonder tonight, how's your determination for God? Is it a, none of those things move me? I am going to identify with God, I'm going to obey God. <laughs> I'm going to be faithful to God. Is there something that has turned your determination aside? Listen, I could tell you of those that I know that used to serve God, that had a heart for God, that were passionate about the things of God, but something crept in and took away their determination to serve God. And in our generation, it might be the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and the temptations of the world, and the, and the attraction to the world like Demas that has turned us aside. And yet there's men like the Apostle Paul that stood for God. They weren't turned aside after attractions, and they stood despite persecution. Men that were just obedient to God. So again, we want to make a good job of it. I don't know about you. I want to get to the end of my life and say, hey, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course in the ministry. And so do well with your determination. And then do well as this is all-encompassing with your example. Do well with your example. And now behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men, for I've not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Paul was on the record as an example. Paul could put it up there for everybody to see and say, you are witnesses, and I, I, I challenge you to show me how I have failed uh, to do what God has told me to do. I have fulfilled it. There's no blood in my hands. I have spoken the gospel uh, to these people in obedience to God. I have finished that job. And so we see tonight, as we look at Paul, we look at somebody that, I mean, he's a good soldier for Jesus. He's somebody that was a good example. And I wonder tonight, and I'll, t I'll tell you this, one of the things I'd love to have for my church is an older couple in my church that have stayed the course as an example for the Lord Jesus Christ. The younger generation uh, in Scotland, they don't have that example. Now, praise God, it's here in the States. But, you know, praise, praise God, too. God can raise up that example. And so as he does that tonight, in our hearts as we think about it, how's your testimony? Is your testimony that which somebody could look at and say, that is a true Christian, that is somebody that clearly identifies with Jesus? How's your service? What have you done for uh, God and God's work or with the gifts and talents that God has given to you? How have you used that for God? What about your ministry? And giving out, going everywhere uh, with the gospel. What about your determination? Did you used to do more? Has there uh, been a time where, where your life was on fire for God? You're excited about serving God and something has caused you to set that aside? Are you somebody that says, by the grace of God, uh, I can say, but none of these things move me.
May God help us to be that kind of example. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share the word of God tonight. And I do pray, Lord, it might be that somebody's here tonight that can't be an example for Christ. Because they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And Father, we pray that like Paul, uh, they would get saved. And Father, that you would raise, and that's, uh, Lord, a great need in our day as, as well. Would you raise up godly examples? Father, would you raise up those that are just faithful and obedient to God and serving God? And strengthen the hands of those here that are. And Father, call all of us to a higher uh, walk with you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.